This is Off-Grid Girl, Periscevia Jones, with another episode of Living Life Off the Grid. Season 2, Episode 2. What's your poison? Well, I'd been away for two nights working on an odd job painting that was about four hours away in Phoenix. I was pretty tired when getting back to town when my husband called and told me an old friend of his was in town and uh, he'd be be staying the night with us. So we'd meet up at the local watering hole, maybe grab a bite um, and then head up the mountain. So after a couple drafts, um, we got ready to leave and I told my husband I'd be right behind him as we were in separate vehicles. Uh, At that time, I was driving an old beat-up pickup. So as I was about to leave, my husband had already gone, uh, an acquaintance called me over and placed a small glass, a small glass of poison in front of me. Let's toast to good times, he said. Well, everyone has a poison. I happen to have two thought that it has to do with genetics, what, what, uh, what we can't tolerate. You see, I'm, I'm Celtic and I'm Slavic. Irish whiskey is poisonous to me. Vodka is a lesser toxin, but it has a curious side effect. If overdone, it leads me to throw potatoes. But that's a whole other story for a different time. Well, when that kind old man placed that glass in front of me, I looked at it and I groaned and I said, thanks, but I really got to get going. And go, I should have. Go, I should have. (laughs) But the disappointment in his expression, that compelled me to raise the glass of Jameson with that poor soul, lest I offend him. Well, kindness almost killed me that night. Down that dirt road, bad tires. I took a blind hill five miles too fast. The last thing I remember before my head hit the windshield was what a fun roller coaster ride this was. When my husband returned to search for me, he found a couple of good Samaritans pulled over, my truck on its side. The tires were spinning in the air and and an ambulance pulling up. Uh, Well, it, it was, it was a bit of a miracle. I only had a bump on my head. It was turning into a pretty good sized bump by that time. Later, I'd have a really decent black eye to go with it. Anyone would say I was lucky. That is, until the sheriffs arrived at the scene. There are two kinds of people in the world, I think. There are service to others. They are the helpers. They feel compassion for misfortunate people. They rise to the occasion when tragedy strikes because they're they're here to serve. The other kind of person is uh, 
service to self. Everything they do is to gratify their own lives and their egos. The sheriff that came to the scene of that terrible accident that night, he was the second kind of person. He was not the protect and serve kind of law officer that I do believe still exists here and there. He was a nobody that wanted to be somebody, thrown in with a heap of arrogance and a whole lot of boredom on that cold Friday night. That proved to be a truly dangerous combination. That said, I have truly never understood how a young man could use such violent brutality on an injured old woman, a grandmother uh, who posed no, no threat to anyone at all. Good God, I'd never even had a traffic ticket. I cannot speak of this event without tearing up. See, it, it made me see a part of human nature, a very bleak and a, and a dark part that I'd never experienced before. What could I take from this experience? What did I learn? To this day, I'm, I'm still contemplating those questions. The obvious take to anyone would be to drink responsibly, to be responsible for one's actions. Of course, there was, there was a huge financial price to pay for my actions. I didn't begrudge that part at all. I accepted that responsibility, that I should never have driven that night, and I had to pay up. What keeps me shook up after all these years later is how one human being, how a human being, could brutalize another, how a man could use his power to hurt a woman. That was traumatizing. The recovery from this trauma, it wasn't quick. It took a separation, months of therapy, and the love of a man who, who would just refuse to give up on me. Ultimately, it was a horse that would bring me back home where I belonged. My husband bought him knowing that I needed the kind of healing that horses give. I didn't know how to ride a horse. I still don't. But I, I just know and I knew how to love it. Like I love all animals. I would get in that corral and talk to Chicha and flop on his back, brush him, feed him. I don't know how horses have a way. They have a way with humans that is unlike any other connection, even with dogs. That horse, he helped me in ways that nothing else could. He helped me out of that dark place.
shout out to our friends at TJ's Bar and Grill in downtown Sunsides, Arizona. Tasty food and beverages, served up with a pinch of disdain and a heap of sarcasm. So, support your local watering hole and come down to Frontage Road for a burger and a cold, frosty beverage. And remember to drink responsibly. education. That was my biggest worry. I called the board to ask if this incident, aka DUI, would affect my teaching certificate. Oh no, I was told. A lot of teachers have those. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> that, that was a surprise. So, back in the classroom, back to the classroom I went because there was work to be done there were kids to be taught and there was solar to be installed and life to get back to life is wonderful just don't weaken this was my husband's favorite expression with the string of bad decisions behind us we move forward with all focus on becoming self-sustainable. A local solar company, they came out and installed six solar panels on the roof of the newly constructed tank house, which was a 10 by 10 insulated shed. It housed the water tank. It would also house the inverter, that system that converts solar energy to electricity and then stores access in batteries. Well, all the electric outlets, uh, they were in, as well as ceiling fans uh, with light kits. There would be no light switches inside the house. So these were in our early days of solar. We were keeping everything to a minimum and very cost efficient. Well, I'll always remember the excitement, the big day. Um, the excitement in my heart the first time I turned on the ceiling fan to light up my kitchen. It was a big deal. Two and a half years without electric lights. So I staged it like a bit of a ceremony. I called my nearest neighbor, my friend. She was about a quarter mile of away. She, she could see our house. I could see hers in the distance. And uh, I told her to go out to your back porch look towards our house. Click. I pulled the chain. On. Click. Off. Click. On. Click. Off. Do you see it? I asked her. We have lights. It was amazing what a simple thing that uh, was taken for granted my whole life. It was now so special. So humbling. And Still, from time to time, I fumble for the bathroom light in the middle of the night, and that still makes me laugh. Well, summer was here, and the long, sunny days charged up those batteries. We had bought it, brought the TV back from the restaurant and installed it in the living room. We brought back the ice machine as well, although it did take a huge amount of energy 
which wasn't noticeable in those long days of summer. We had a swamp cooler installed in the kitchen that blew out the afternoon heat and cooled things down before the sun set. But after that sun hit the mountains, the temperature dropped, windows were open for the cool breeze of the evening. We enjoy this high desert climate to this day and have no regrets about leaving air-conditioned summers in Phoenix. I am the off-grid girl, Periskevia Jones. Join me next time for another episode of Living Life Off the Grid. Thanks for listening.